Okay. Hey, Dave, share, share a little bit about what's going on in Christianity in, in Taiwan, which is the island, mm-hmm. you know, right there by the China Sea, and then um, into to mainland China. Tell us, just give us a little of your... Right. Yeah. Well, it's a long story, but I make the long story short. Okay. Um, you know, uh, back to 1949, there's a civil war going on there, and uh, massive yeah. civil war. And then the Kaomi took over China, and uh, uh, the Liberal Party went to Taiwan. And this is, uh, this is actually in, is in the God's plan, because um, during the Cultural Revolution and everything, yeah. and people are suffering, and, yeah. and um, uh, all the church got closed down, and uh, there's a prosecution there, and uh, missionaries uh, from England, from America, all got kicked out from the country. Yeah. So most of them uh, came to Taiwan, and then uh, and built a church there. And um, actually, we we kept the the kept uh, the, it solid and pure there. Yes. Yeah. So now becoming uh, uh, Taiwan becoming a, a, a island was bl- bl- uh, yeah. blessed by God, and also I've discovered yeah. that um, the the biggest lake in Taiwan is called the Lake of Candidius. And I talked to all the pastors in Taiwan, and nobody knows that. Yeah. The Lake of Candidius, who is Candidius, is the first ever um, missionary yes. pastor who landed in Taiwan in in 1620s. He was a Dutch. And then and the tallest mountain in Taiwan, now, now is called Mount Jay, but uh, that mountain is... Is taller than, uh, higher than, uh, and Mount Fuji, very big, in a little island, but it's very big. It, a, it snows at the snow top, on the top while in you the winter. Have yeah, beach on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, and that mountain it used to be called uh, Mount Marison, who is the first ever uh, people went to China. So, so the island, whole island, actually is is already decided for the missionary. That's right. In the future. So, so, and that island is is part of China. It's Chinese culture. People speak Mandarin there, and and but they are free. And they can do whatever. They can Facebook. They can do whatever. They're free. <laughs> and so, so that. Um, but do they have a McDonald's though? I mean, they do have McDonald's. Okay, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. Right. So, um, so um, I. You know, I, I got, uh, my calling is I want to do a, a missionary, yeah. uh, a serial missionary movies uh, that for the people to to watch that and to memorize those people because those people would die for China and suffer for ta- China and build the hospital and churches for China and I actually bring the uh, modern ideas, yeah. democratic for China. Those people are actually forgotten. Yeah. Um, no people remember remember those because the government doesn't want to, you know, foreign yeah. everything to But God to is remembered. moving there, is he not? Yes. And God, and, and you know, a lot, a lot of, one of the things that also David said is that, you know, uh, everything that we, they're doing in Taiwan is moving into China. Um, uh, you know, all the, the gospel roots and the way that the churches are run mm-hmm. and the discipleship. And one, one of the things that we felt God brought us together was to start, you know, producing films and building a school and um, f- for film and also, you know, a way to impact the world, to bring the gospel to China. Amen? Amen. And, and, and God, you know, God is raising up leaders. Did you know that? 
God, God is doing things, and, and he's put David in a very unique place. And, um, and David's, him and I are, are similar in some ways, you know, he's, and he's, God's, you know, really made him a, a networker, and, a, and he's also an artist and animator and, uh, you know, director and developer, and, and, and he comes from a line of Christians, you know, that, so God's kept him in the root there. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, God has been prepared for this for a long time. And I was, when I received the calling, I was playing for, so one person that who is, uh, um, he's American, you know, can help me, to guide me with the, uh, you know, American point of view yeah. for the movie. And also he is in the, in the industry. And now, boom, Eric is the person <laughs> that God brought him to me. And most incredible is he's also a Dutch. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> That's right. Because so, if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. <laughs> that, that's just what I heard. <laughs> just so, kid, I'm just kidding. I'm so just the, kidding. Right, Mom? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, so the first movie, we, we actually are going to do the Canadian movie, uh, which is the first ever. Um, so we, when I talk to Taiwanese, yeah. they go like, your first religion is not Buddhist, it's not any idols. Your first religion actually is the church from Dutch. Amen. Yeah, so so people would have to understand that. Amen. You know? And then, uh, I don't know how many people know Hardison Taylor. Yeah. Hardison Taylor, he's a, yeah, yeah. Hardison Taylor. Yeah. Yes, that's the, we're going to do the movie for him. And he is, you know, if you Google him, you will know that he is the second biggest um, missionary, yeah. uh, second to the St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. and because he traveled the most of the cities and talked to, built the most of the, the churches, you know, uh, second to the St. Paul. Amen. So she's very, extremely important for China. How is the Christian church doing in China? Is God, is God growing and moving it? Right, all the, all the churches are um, controlled by the government. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you cannot decide your own pastor yeah. And, you know, the, you, the, the pastor has to be sent by the party. But there's a lot of churches I actually help a pastor build yeah. an underground church, which is an illegal church, but full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, uh, and the increasing, you know, the, um, a few years ago, it is a magazine from Hong Kong. Yeah. It's yeah. saying that the Christian numbers right now is growing so fast is already past the number of the party. Of the Communist Party. The Communist Party. So there's an image that says they put down, this image they, they draw, they, put, they take down the, uh, a photo of Mao, yeah. the pen, painting of Mao from the Tiananmen Square, and instead they put Jesus Christ on it. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and one day, we believe one day, Amen. one day, that Jesus is going to take over China. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Come on this way in the light. Right, and so. um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. Let's just have Bronson. Why don't you come up? up a couple guys here. Just come up and let's lay hands on them. Heber, come on up here. Just a couple of you guys just up here in the front. Let's lay hands on them. Let's, you know, can we pray in faith? I mean, that we're not just going to pray because, oh, it's, he's up here. Let's pray for him. Let's pray and ask God to do something. Amen. Father, we just uh, lift, lift up China to you, Taiwan, the Lord, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Beijing. Lord, all, all those cities, Lord. Lord, and I know that the, the media just stirs up fear. 
Lord, watch out for China. Watch out. Lord, you instead know that you're spreading the gospel. We're to be people of boldness. Lord, bring your power. Lord, bring your gospel. Lord, raise up men and women of God, young people who, who don't even know who you are. Let, let Reveal yourself to them. We pray for David, Lord, that you would just anoint him. Lord, and all the network that he has, Lord, through Crossroads and all, all, the, all the contacts he has, Lord. And we pray that you just put your touch and anointing on him. And Lord, as you bind our hearts together with him, Lord, help us to be a blessing to them. Lord, help, Lord, all the resources. Let us, let us have wisdom, Lord. Bring your multiplication that we couldn't do ourselves. Lord, multiply in Jesus' name. Before we finish, just keep your eyes closed. Why don't you... Can you mind praying in Mandarin for us? Just pray in Mandarin. So. 亲爱的主耶稣,我们感谢你,赞美你 我们的电影，关于传教士的电影，我们必成，必定成就。这样祷告是奉耶稣基督的圣名。Amen. Amen. 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 And I just found these, you know, on the side of the road, so <laughs> got to put them on. But normally I look really good too, so. <laughs> Some, someday, right? Amen. God is good, amen? Um, you know, let's open our hearts to the Lord and let this scripture uh, from Nehemiah, this, he's a bold man in his generation. You know, and it's, it's, it's kind of ironic whenever you look at the Old Testament because you usually have like one leader kind of rise up. Uh, but the New Testament, I really think, points to an opposite of that. I, I think multiple leaders rise up. Um, it's the way that God decided he was going to pour out a spirit in the last days that he wasn't going to distinguish between male and female. How many females say amen? amen. That, that God, God can make you strong. God can make you a warrior. God can make you a leader. Look at Deborah leading the army to victory. You know, great Esther requesting great things before the king and changing the course of her nation for hundreds of years. Wow. I think God, what would, what would it be like if God were to raise up a church in the midst of our times that wouldn't say no like some past generations, but that would just hear the call hear what the Spirit says, and they'd say, yes, I'm going to answer that call. They're, they're not going to love the world and its, and its power more and the loss of their lives more than the call of God. They're going to be willing to say no to it. And it doesn't happen by a big determination of the flesh. How many know that this happens by the grace of God? And when it happens, you know it's the Lord because you know what a flake you are, right? How many flakes out there that I see? Okay, how many know a bigger flake? Point at them. Just point at them. Just go, yeah, that's a bigger flake, right? Not, don't everyone point to Bronson. That is not fair, okay? <laughs> I'm just teasing you, brother. 
All right, so Lord, I pray that you'd keep, make these scriptures come to life. I thank you for your word, that it is truth. Lord, I could uh, preach this. I can even be excited about this, but it won't do anything unless you open our hearts. And I pray that you would. I pray that you'd open our hearts, Lord, not to just catch it in the way that I catch it, but, Lord, in the way that each leader out here, whether male or female, whether old person seeing dreams or young men having visions, Lord, whatever it is, I pray that you'd speak to them where they'd know it wasn't just me. Wow, look at the pastors excited. Lord, that it would be from on high. I pray that it wouldn't just be from on high, but it'd be from within. It'd be by the Spirit. Lord, that you don't care what our background is. Lord, you don't care how the world sees us. Lord, our hair, our color, our weight, none of that. That we can just be ourselves before you. And you'll raise us up. And you'll do the things necessary in repentance. And you'll convict us when necessary. And you'll lead us. And we'll rise up to the challenge because you're with us. Our God is with us. And Lord, we're inspired by Nehemiah, who's in your presence now. I hope he's listening. I really do. I hope he's listening um, because I think it would be so cool to look back and see your own life and the impact it made. And Lord, I pray that this scripture would come to life. And Lord, as Nehemiah had to appeal to Artaxerxes, Lord, we have our own kings to deal with. Lord, we have our own leaders to deal with. Lord, and we work in a different time, so show us, Lord, how that we can win spiritual battles, not of just of flesh and blood, Lord, but principalities and powers. Anoint us, Lord. We just raise your hands, just ask the Lord, say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Anoint me by your power like a knight is anointed. Put your sword on my left shoulder and my right shoulder. Anoint me and fill me with your love, with your grace, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to do a big history lesson on Nehemiah today uh, because I've done it the first three weeks. And um, so if you need to get caught up where we are, I'll do a little bit, but I'm not going to give the whole history anymore. I I thought I'd do it for the first uh, three chapters here. Um, I I will be just touching upon chapter three uh, today because it's a list of all the people working. And I didn't want to just give you a list of a whole list of names, but I will come back to it later on. Uh, In a nutshell, uh, they already rebuilt the temple. They went under captivity by Babylon, then Persia took over. And Persians have ruled. An edict came by King Cyrus, really one of the founders of the greater Iran Persian Empire. And we now have, you know, a, um, a Persian government that has slowly become hostile. They were actually initially open and they allowed the Jews to come back and rebuild their temple, their place of worship before God, and also a place of a fortress for them and a protection for their people. And we're not really taking that, um, you know, word for word, Old Testament to New Testament. We're converting it for our knowledge. And we know that the Old Testament describes the temple, you know, as this physical structure. But how many know that we now are the temple of the Lord? Okay, just turn to someone and say, you're the temple of the Lord. That's right. And you tell, tell them you got, you got to polish the stone. <laughs> you got to keep the holy place a little cleaner. Amen? How many say amen? Uh, because we, we are there, and, and the outside is the court of the Gentiles, and that's where we work on the marketplace, and, and, and all those things 
Um, you know, we, there's a dung gate. We all have our own dung gate, <laughs> place where the refuse has got to go. And, and it's a great parallel, and it's probably a little much too much information. Okay, so I'll backtrack on that. But we are a temple reborn, not just as indiv- individuals, although we are, but the Bible also says that we are linked together, that we are like a city. And it's hard to understand that because church is, you know, our culture is so, you know, event-driven that it's kind of like, you know, I'm going to the movies, where are you going? I'm going to, you know, Jordan Commons, or I'm going here, and it's like, let's go to the movies, and you, you kind of pick things, and everyone's got, you know, Pete was talking about our phones, you know, we have everything but the peace of God that was great. You know, you know, on the phone. And it's like, it's so cool because you can go anywhere and do anything and it connects you to places and things become so event-driven and choice-driven. But really, the, the body of Christ, you meet at your home, you meet by yourself, but when the Lord gathers us together, we become like a small city. And, and it, as you can tell, we're praying here with David that, that we are a church worldwide. Do you know that? We are a church worldwide. I mean, we, you know, we don't all speak the same language, and I doubt it's going to be English when we get there, you know, to heaven. Everyone knows it's going to be Spanish, right? Because <clears throat> it just sounds killer, right? If you're singing in Spanish, it just sounds cool. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. We just know that country western will be gone, and we praise God. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I honestly, honestly, I'm kidding, but it just was a great joke with great timing. It was, it was just perfect, wasn't it? It's like right there. I actually like, I like country music, so. Um, <coughs> Gollum, Gollum. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. My precious, it came to me. It's mine. <sighs> Some people are going, we went to the wrong church. I knew, I knew we should have gone left. It was just another block, that other church. We should have gone there. Amen? Amen? Listen, what, what we learned last week and where we're going to go this week, where we're going to take off from here into some really cool stuff is Nehemiah in his, his generation needed to turn the heart of the king who had the power to make the changes. Now, he had the power, but the one who really had the power has always been God. I talked to someone after first service who said, man, I was really inspired, and I kept thinking, Lord, I need a letter from the king like that. And I told him, I said, you have a letter from the king. You are the written letter from the Lord. You are the letter of the transformed life. The light shines through you. It light shines in the darkness, right? And it makes the darkness does not know what to do with it. It escapes. And God puts his spirit in us. And Nehemiah comes before Artaxerxes, the same king who overturned the plans the first time, allowed the whole place to be put to fire. And that's how it is in our lives sometimes. Things are put to fire. The the rocks that we're trying to build with have already been turned to rubble, right? It's like a heap of rubble. And it's nothing but fire. And there's, you know, no matter how much glue you put it on, it's hard to put it together. And you're going to see the discouragement of the Israelites, But what you're also going to see is the determination of God's people starting to come together and and a leader going, no, this is how we need to go. We need to keep going forward. So I I started with this because this is Nehemiah's chapter 1 and 2, in my opinion, because he throws it all on the line. And I love this because so many people are conformed to the little pattern of the world. And wherever the world sort of takes them, that's where they go. But not Nehemiah. 
Nehemiah's normal life would have just been there in Cyrus, and you know, this, this leading place in the palace of Persia, serving the king, always serving the enemy, okay? But he goes for it, and that's why I put this here. Go big or what? One more time. Go what? Go big or go home. You know, I talked to my daughter. You know, she, she, by the way, my daughter, if you saw, we prayed for her at the racquetball. If she wins today, she'll be fifth in the nation, which is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And, and God is doing some, some and she, and she to, you know, was talking to me, and she goes, Dad, let's go big or go home. You know, and I go, that's right. Keep your attitude right. You know, because the girl she lost to is going to be in the finals now is playing, you know, for the finals. And she lost to her. And the, 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 the whole time the TV announcer is going, wow, Rebecca is so much stronger. And it just wasn't going her way. And when she finished it, she finished it. When she lost, she could have gone, oh, man, I'm just going to get sad. And it's like, she's like, I'm getting right back up. I'm going to start training again. You get going. I'm going, that's it. You are your mother's daughter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jody, like, quits for like an eighth of a second. And then back on, she's going. Amen. Amen. Go big or go home. And, and, and uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah two, this is where we got Nehemiah 1, 2. Now, when we get to chapter 3, I just want to nutshell it for you. Because what happens is, is the Israelites, uh, you know, you have Jerusalem, you know, and the, the inner parts of the temple already rebuilt. But then the outer walls of the city, only the pillars are basically standing. So imagine a pillar here, you know, and then opening up to the valley gate, then the pillar here, and then the, the, the dung gate to the fountain gate to the king's pool, and then you have another pillar, and there's nothing in between, and their enemies are encamped around them, and they're vulnerable, totally vulnerable. And, and the, the Lord works in our lives, and he restores our spirit, but we're still exposed to the world, amen? amen. And God is fortifying our lives, and he's building our character and our personality, and he's not just doing it alone. It's not just you, the Christian at home. That's good, and it's good when you're in a small community, but it also happens when we gather together. There's power that's unleashed, and I know you can sense it. And this is what's happening, and, and I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'll just give it to you in a nutshell. What happens is he starts mobilizing all the people, and bit by bit he starts to say, this family took this one section of the wall, and they started building it together. And these start, people started doing the flooring. And then these guys started building the swords in case we needed to fight. And it says, and this family and his son and his cousin, they started working on this section. And all of chapter 3, you can read it yourself, just goes through the whole thing of just mobilizing all the people. That's how it's going. And, and basically what happens during this time is, is you're going to start to see that the enemy sees this and they're going, what's going on with this? Like, are they really making this, this is this really going this fast? This shouldn't go this fast. You know, and, and they start mocking them and they start coming against them. And so this is where we get to our story and this is where my focus is going to be. God's people, that's us. Say it's us. This is us. We are under siege. We are under siege. And, and, and that means we're going to be blockaded in. It's going to feel like there's no place to go, just like Moses felt with the Red Sea. It's like there's no other place to go. This is the only direction to go. I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the Lord takes you to a certain place, and he's going, you can't get around this trial. You can't get around this victory. Victory goes this way. And you either walk in it or you drift. And, and how many say, go big or go home? Okay, this is where we are. Under siege, encircled and trapped. Under attack. 
where, you know, we're going to start to see little, little mockings and ridicules become plots, which become trouble, which rise up to become fights, which becomes, to, becomes war. And it's just going to rise up. And then realizing that we are under God's protection. Gosh, and if we are under God's protection, what other protection is better than that? When, when God in your life is telling himself, I am going to accomplish my will in them. Do you really think the enemy's going to come by and go, we'll see. And God's going to go, oh, I hope I can do it. And I, I hear people sometimes talk about their Christianity. Really? It's a maybe? Maybe God will do it? Well, then your God isn't my God. Because my God is victorious. Amen? Amen. How many of your God needs to sometimes be a little bigger than you see him as? He's always mightier. He's always greater. He's always more faithful than you think he is. No matter how much you cry. Amen. Thank you for the sound effects. It's perfect timing. And we respond with faith. So let's get started in there. How, how many want to grow today? Listen, I mean, come on. Ra raise your hand. Say, I, I, it's not to me. Do you want to grow? Because it's, a, it's important to acknowledge it to the Lord. <sighs> Number one, Lord, open our hearts. We are under siege. Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall. Sanballat like I said last week, means sin comes from the place of the nether, the other place, the beneath the place. Its origin brings forth from the nether. That's his, his mean. It, it's from the moon god. It's from the god of the luck, the god of luck in the stars. Some of you guys had that as a past. Well, I hope everything lucks out. No, we have, we have the Lord. This Sambalot, his his family line had been there at least 120 years. So his dad was a leader and his grandfather was a leader. Same thing with Tobiah. They'd been there a long time. And these are the two ones, along with Geshem and some of the army, they're going to come forward here. But th these guys have been in power for a long time. They're the ones that brought destruction to these walls in the first place when they were trying to rebuild them. And here they are, just mad. How did he get how did he get this, this authority from on high? And they're ticked off. And they're like, well, we'll honor it because we have to, but we won't honor it because we'll do what we want to do. And remember, that great empire of Iran had a, had a lot of Medes, Persia, um, you know, sections in it of, of smaller governmental entities that were struggling for power within it. Artaxerxes was a strong and mighty ruler and Xerxes to follow. But, but you'll, see, you'll see that there is a, um, a real power struggle here. They, he heard that we were rebuilding the wall, so he became angry. He gets angry, and he starts to go over there, and he starts taunting them. And you're going to see in these following chapters, he's going to start calling Nehemiah out, like me and you, come on, let's go. Or, hey, he starts bribing him. He goes all kinds of directions. But he's angry, and he's greatly incensed. And he starts ridiculing the Jews. He starts showing contempt for them. And that's what the enemy does. The enemy looks and he goes, look at you, man. What are you ever going to become? It's, it's, it's nothing. And he does it. He openly challenges you in the public square. It says, in the presence of his associates, his compadres, the army of Samaria, here he is. Look at them. You could see the army moving it to around, just taunting them. And these leaders just coming up from these different factions. You'll see it. We're going to mock you. 
Because when you fail, and you will fail, we'll be there to see it. This isn't going to happen. You're not going to make it. What are you going to do? Look at verse 2. What are those feeble Jews? They're weak. They don't have any power. They don't understand. How are they going to change? You know, I meet addicts all the time. You know what? I was an addict. I was a total addict. Now I'm a pastor for crying out loud. That's amazing. You know, whenever I'm complaining something about something, the Lord will just remind me, yep, remember this? And I go, that's true. Everything's going great. You know what I mean? It's all relative, right? Look at it. He goes, will they restore the wall? Are they going to offer sacrifices, you know? You know, they're weak. They're not going to get restored. Are they going to finish in a day? No, they're not going to finish. They're going to get burnt out. Can they bring these stones back to life? You know, these stones are all down there in heaps of rubble, burned as they are. Look at your life. Look what's happened in it. Look at the destruction. Look what you've done. It can't be redeemed. It can't be restored. You can't glue it back together. And you look at it and you go, I can't. And if that's your answer, looking at yourself, looking at your resources, looking at those things, then you will be in despair. But you will see that there's a time to stand up, to rise up, and you look, and you remember the greatness of God. And you say, the Lord is the one who is going to make these changes. Look at this heaps of trouble burned as they are. You don't have any life. It's all burned. Look at, you have no God. There's no place to worship for you. Who'd accept you anyway? Look at you. Jesus goes to the, the gal who's got, you know, six husbands. This is your seventh husband. Gosh, you know, we'd be kicking her out of the church, right? Jesus goes right to him. He goes, you're weak. Look what they say on the earth. You're weak. You're feeble. You're never going to be whole. There's no restoration for you. You can't finish. You're always going to be incomplete. Don't expect yourself to actually find some kind of wholeness and peace and life and starting to see the actual power of the Lord in you. Just like in the temple where the the most holy place, the smoke of the Lord filled the glory of the temple. And they rejoiced. Well, they've been in bondage for so long, the thought of freedom wasn't even a possibility. And here you have Nehemiah who dares to believe God. And in the New Testament, we need to rise up. We have this spirit. Because the, the lie goes all the way through. You won't ever be free. You're always going to be slaves. Remember your father? They were servants to the, the other Persian king. You remember his grandpa? Yeah, he was, remember, he was slave you know, to the Babylonians. Remember the guy before that? He was slaves. This is how it's going to go. It's just this big train. And then Tobiah the Ammonite shows up. He's at his side, just representing a whole Ammonite clan, you know, that's been at their arch enemies for so long. It's like he's going, what are they building? What is it? Even a fox climbing on that would break their little wall of stones. Do you understand that he is coming against the significance of God that he deems so valuable that he takes the most valuable thing his son to purchase? which is the living stones. These aren't just a pile of stones. The Bible says we are living stones that God is building. He's building something grand for his namesake. And we get to reflect. We as 
followers reflect that image of God and are partakers of that glory. And he wants to shine it through our lives. Not because we polished ourselves up so perfectly or our past was so perfect. No, God comes through broken pots and broken vessels and shines pure light. Ones that we're not worthy of except by the cross's work. It's accomplished work. We are justified by faith, by what he's done. That God is building your living stones, that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you're his holy priests. You're the priest within the temple. And then he goes, at verse 9, he goes, you're a chosen people. You're a you're royal priest. It's kingly. You're a holy. You're a nation. You're not just a, a people. Hey, dude, how's it going? No, we're countrymen. We're brothers. You don't need to have your head down and going, hey, how's it going? Hey, brother in the Lord. We're going to know each other for billions of years. Let's start this relationship now. Amen? Amen. This is eternity. God's very own possession. Do you think God's possessive? I think so. I'm glad I belong to the Lord. I got to remind the enemy of that. Like, that's right, I belong to the Lord. You know, I know how dads are. You mess with my kid, you're in trouble. Amen? Moms are even worse. Right? You know, they'll throw themselves in front of a bus to save their kids. Right? You know, the dads do similar. They throw the dog in front of the bus to distract the bus so the kid won't get hurt. It's very similar. I'm just kidding. As a result, look what he says. He continues in verse 10. You can show others the goodness of God. As he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. That word kaleo, by the way, is such a possessive, strong verb. It's not a, people think when they hear called, like the Lord called us, like as if, like it's, it's not a div- divine call. It's kind of like, hey, can you guys come out and play? You know, I'm trying to call you out of the darkness. The, the Lord's calling is come. He calls you out. He shouts you out. He sings you out. He moves you out. He inspires you out. He gospel messages you through faith out. He relationships you out. He is pulling you out. And when he calls you out, you will be out. Jesus called forth Lazarus from the dead. Come forth. The word right there, Kaleo again, come forth. You don't Lazarus going, I don't know, maybe. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, because it's a divine call. It's a call from the power of God. How many say amen? amen? Listen, we are not only under siege, blockade, and circled in. We are, we are under God's protection. We are under his protection. I love Nehemiah because he's just so straightforward. He, he, he knows that some of these leaders, understand, they have been part of, when you see Joshua come through, you see all kinds of neighboring tribes coming to the Lord through them. He's got all kinds of neighborings, and he's given, Joshua's given them place to, to live. But, you know, as little by little things get corrupted, and, and now they've been thrown into exile, these leaders that have been around them, they want nothing to do with the Jews. They want nothing to it. And, and Nehemiah is entrenched. He goes, these guys are enemies, postures as enemies. And and he just gets right to it. He says, hear us, our God, for we are despised. 
And I know you've prayed this before. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Lord, give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt. Lord, let it be exposed. Block out their sins from your sight. They've thrown insults at us. Lord, they're blocking. They're blocking the restoration of your people. Do you know how serious an offense it is to block the restoration, the rejuvenation, the recreation of God's power within his people? That is an offense before God. God is mighty to save. He is our song. He is our strength. He has become our salvation. We trust in him at all times. The Bible says, pour out your hearts to God like Nehemiah, for he is our refuge. At last, the wall was completed to half its height around the entire city. For the people worked, can you say it with me, with all their heart. They got mobilized. I call this the Earl miracle. And I, I, I heard this comedian one time, he said, he goes, my dad would never take us to like the real Disneyland. He would tell us he would. This is a comedian. And he said, he goes, but then when we, we drive all the way and then we end up in some small amusement park and it would be like Earl's Disneyland. <laughs> and then right before we get in, we're going, we're going, at least we're going. And he goes, he'd hand his costumes and go, put these on, hurry. We got to be in the parade so that we can go to the, to the, to the park. And, and it's, kind of, it's, like, it's like the walls, you know, appear so you can kind of still peer out. You can still get hit by stuff. It's an Earl miracle. It's not all the way done yet. How many have been in a miracle, but it's only halfway through? Right? It's just not quite there yet. You're going, Lord, it's almost there, but it's not quite there. I mean, the whole wall is taken care of all the way across. All the people worked on it. You know, the entire group, the entire hearts were totally into it, but it's half up. And they're excited about it, but I call it the Earl miracle because it's not quite done yet. How many want the whole miracle? You got to walk it out. You got to see the whole thing come into completion. It's the almost there. They, they worked at it. And here you see it. They're still under attack, number three. And how many can relate to this? Raise your hand if you can re relate to being this under attack. Right now, you, you, something comes to your mind. So here he is, Nehemiah prays. But when Sanballat and Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and throw in the people of Ashdol, you know, out on the side, up in the mountain folk, they heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were starting to close in. And they're going, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're going, well, our window of attack starting to close down. This wall starting to raise up. What do they do? They got angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem. They all plotted. Look at the enemies. They all plotted against Jerusalem. They plotted against them, right? And they gathered everybody together and they said, let's come and fight them because this thing's starting to rise up. They're making progress. They're moving ahead. Now is the time. We got to fight them before. I mean, they're, first of all, they're angry, you know, turns into mocking and then that mocking, you know, starts to turn into plotting and plotting. So let's start some stir up some trouble and, you know, trouble starts to become, let's fight. Let's fight these guys. That's how it works. Nehemiah, but, can everyone say but? but? 
you, you got to have the right butt. Amen? There's nothing like a good butt. But to the pure, all things are pure. But we prayed to our God. We prayed to our God. And, and uh, this isn't Nehemiah, by the way. Oh, Lord, please take care of us. We're going to back up. And Lord, you just do something. You take care of it. No, he prayed and he said, all right, get a guard up there. It's action. Nehemiah is all about prayer. It's about taking the steps and then it's about taking the action and then it's about follow through and then it's about mobilizing the people, right? They put that day and night and you start to get this. They start working where basically half of them end up working on the wall. They're putting floors in. They're getting the walls put across. And then there are those that are standing guard. They're standing guard in prayer. They're standing guard with, with weapons. And then it's kind of like the shift changes. All right. And they change. And then all of a sudden, these guys start working. And then these guys are looking in to see where the enemies are coming. Let's get the wall higher. And each time it's building higher, we're getting more fortified. How many say amen? amen. Right? It just starts. It just started with a prayer. And then it just becomes this letter, a letter of authority. And that, that, that becomes a mobilization, and it becomes a plan. And now we get to you actually start to have an armed guard and real things changing. But we're under attack. And this is where it gets sad. We're under attack by our own people, right? Meanwhile, the people in Judah start saying, the strength of the labors are giving out. We're tiring out. There's so much rubble. Look at, look, at, look at all this, man. There's so much rubble. And, and I, this is how it is. We can't do it. We can't build the wall. How's it going to go? I don't know. We, we cannot do it. We can't do it. Can we do it? No, we can't. Can we, go, can we do this? Can we make an impact in Utah? I don't know. We can't. Can we impact the world? No, we can't. Well, can we, can we see? Man, we just talked about China. Can we see the Lord move in China? No, we can't. We have to retreat. We'll just pretend the end times are coming and we'll build shelters at our home. Are you kidding me? You're going to build a plan of retreat? Is that our calling? The Lord says, all right, on your set, retreat. That is not the call of our time. Hear the prophetic voice of the Lord. Move forward. Go in boldness. Be the mighty person you are called to be. You don't have to be me. You don't have to be somebody else. Be you in the Lord. What's killer about Christianity, it's the only place as you grow in the Lord, God is calling you more and more to be yourself in Him. You don't have to be someone else. Look at that. There's so much... So much rubble. It's the doubters. It's the naysayers. We cannot rebuild the walls. It's the whiners. It's the negative. It's the lazy. We can't make it happen. It's the small-minded. We can't rebuild the wall. We can't do it. We can't rebuild the wall. Look at this one. Not only under attack by our own people, but our enemies. Also, our enemy said. You know, he puts it. He goes, before they know us or see us, We'll be right there among them. We'll kind of work our way in there. We'll pretend we're one of them. The Bible says it all the time. There's going to be false prophets among you. There's going to be false teachers among you. You know, it's like, here we are. Hey, how's it going, man? Nah, it'll never work. Look what he says. He says, he says they're going to be right there, and they're going to try to kill us. They're going to try to put an end to the work. They're going to try to stop it. 
the, the enemy is looking for those he can steal from. He, he wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. He, it's threats. It's spies. It's, it's saboteurs. Isn't that a killer word? Saboteur. You know? I think that's what it is. They think, and this is what they think. This is really what they think. And don't think like this. They think that the enemy can stop God's will in your life. Seriously, they can preach it. They can teach it. They can remind you of it. They can put you down. God will complete the work that he began. I promise you, I stand on God's word. I stand on his promises. Because the reason it will come to completion is not because of your amazing life, although God loves your rare and wonderful life. He knit you together. He had an awe moment when he saw you. But that's not the reason. The reason is, as Timothy and Titus both say, God saved you and redeemed you for his own purpose and glory. And it's not because God's going, I want to be glorified. I'll use you guys. No, we get to be a part of it. He, he melds the very thing that he is, spirit, and melds spirit to my spirit and gives me of himself. And that spirit calls to the deep things in me. And I, the treasure in me, confers with the treasure in him. And I can search the deep things of God and be a part of his purpose and will. How many want to be a part of that? Listen, I'm closing right here. They're going to turn and tact us and, and all this. This is where he goes. So, and then their, their allies, they start to say the same thing, fear and doubt. The Jews who live near them came and told them, to look at 10 times. Look at this. Nehemiah's nailing this. He goes, have you had people come to you 10 times? Wherever you turn, they're going to attack us. That's a complaint. We're, they're supposed to be their allies. And they're going to turn. Everywhere we turn, they're going to attack us. Everywhere they turn, they're going to attack us. Does it get boring? It's only, I've only done it twice. Wherever they turn, they're going to attack us. How many don't want me to hear to do this 10 times? Wherever they turn, they're going to attack us. Wherever they turn, they're going to attack us. And just now, it's just going to be rubble. It's not going to work. Wherever they turn, they're going to attack us. That's six. Wherever they, I won't do it. But listen, 10 times, he wrote it down 10 times. 10 times. Do you have people in here like that? I don't know. It's, not, it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. I just don't think it's going to go. I just don't think I just don't believe it's like, finally, you just got to go, in the name of Jesus, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up in the name of Jesus. Amen. And trust me, how many, in all honesty, have been that whiner? I've had my wife look at me, shut up in the name of Jesus. And I'm like... There it goes. Listen, this is how it concludes. We respond by faith. We're going to do it now. We're not just going to talk about it. I love Nehemiah. He says, after this, I look things over. I look things over. Nehemiah, here's all this. There's the allies. Our people are complaining. All this. He checks it all out. He's just looking down. He's literally just sitting down pondering. And he's just going, all right, what am I going to do? He's prayed about this thing. I look things over. He goes, where's my faith? Where's my courage? Right? Where's my confidence? Kick out the doubt. Look at this. After I look things over, I stood up. Would you stand up if that's you? Just stand up. Look at this. I stood up. I stood up and say it with me. And he spoke. 
He spoke. He spoke to the nobles. He spoke to the officials. He spoke to all the rest of the people. And I'm not just speaking to you. I hope you are the voice that also goes out and speaks of the world. He stands up and listen to what he says. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of the naysayers. Don't be the ones that say you're not going to change. Don't be the ones that say, oh, you're never going to become anything significant. You're just destined to be a loser. That's the way it is. It's not true. Don't be afraid of them. Why? Say it with me. Say, remember the Lord. One more time. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight. This is the word of God. We don't just look at God and remember and then pray some more. Oh, you're so great and awesome and great and awesome. Sometimes it's great and awesome and you transition. It's fight for what? Your families. Fight for your families, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. And guess what? One day they'll fight with you. Amen? How many say amen to the Lord? Amen. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. Lord, anything that's just emotion, move it out of the way. I don't want it. Lord, I am emotional. I'm not going to deny it. I'm certainly not going to be somebody else. I'm excited, and I don't care. But I don't want my emotions to be bigger than what you're doing. So I pray that your spirit would change our hearts and minds. We can't do it. We tried to do it. There are many stuck right now. I say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid and don't turn to yourself. Don't be afraid and remember the Lord your God who is great and awesome and get ready to fight because here we go. And so, Father, we turn to you And our weapons are not the weapons of this world. We fight principalities and spiritual things, but we're ready. And we make ourselves and we embrace the will of God. Men, women, women, let me speak to you. Rise up. Whatever words that have been spoken to you, rise up above the ones that have knocked you down. And say, I am filled by a powerful God. Just say it to yourself. I am filled with a powerful God who called me a woman of God. And Lord, I pray that you'd rise up. And the young ones, rise up. And Lord, we pray it for our kids, that they would know beyond what we've known. Bless them. Pour out your spirit and your favor. Lord, I thank you that you are going to bring us, not just us as a church, not just us as individuals, but as a community into a new place. We embrace your work. And we pray, Lord, with David and other mission fields around the world in mind, Lord, let it spread out to the whole gospel, to the whole world. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, will you give just praise, just verbally, not clapping, just verbally, just praise God. Say, praise your name, Lord. You are awesome and great and powerful. God bless. We'll see you next week.